how to be a force field of good energy, of wonder, of humor, of love in your own life and shining that outward to everyone around you, lifting us all up out of this mess that we have created. We've got the stuff and it's all about the genius of love. I'm Danielle Laporte and this is With Love, Danielle. Hello, my loves. Manifesting, part two, part, let's take it all the way to infinity. So in the last session of With Love, Danielle, we talked about manifesting and its relationship to faith. And then I promised that I would throw down on an actual manifestation technique. So I want to tell you two things. One, I've been working with an energy healer, really deep, high wisdom woman for going on seven years now. And I'm kind of like the front person, the Elton John, and she is kind of like the lyricist, the, the Bernie Toppin in the background. So when I want to come up with a manifestation process for my heart-centered membership or my heart-centered leadership program, then I turn to her, VS is her name, and say like, okay, how do I really get this metaphysically correct? What are the right colors in terms of healing and alchemizing frequency to work with and then she gives me her esoteric consultation and then we co-create these beautiful processes so we have the heart-centered manifesting practice and we have all of these different meditations and sets of sacred words we co-create our virtue blessings there's a beautiful teaching for heart-centered members on how to create a heart-centered altar. It's all there if you become part of the membership. Okay, let's start off with a metaphor for manifesting. You're going to see yourself in a restaurant. You've just placed your order. And then you call the waiter back and you say, actually, I want this on the side. And he puts your order in. And then you call him back and you say, actually, I want to change this and I'd like to get this as an addition and can I have this appetizer and can I get the dinner first and the appetizer later? You're changing your order. And by doing that, you are increasing your chances of not getting exactly what you want when you wanted it the way that you want it. The same can be said for manifesting. I think the wise thing to do is to take your time really curating and polishing your vision of what you want to create. Sit with it for a while. Is that really what I want? And then you place that on the altar of your heart. You're going to feed that every day. We're going to walk through this actual manifesting practice together. And then you leave it and you let the universe take care of it. You get the vision right the first time and then you hand it over to the cosmic kitchen to deliver the feast. So you don't create this vision of how much you want to earn. And six months after meditating on that vision, you say, actually, I want to increase it this much. I want to triple it. You don't create a visual of you in a relationship that's really fulfilling, and then a few months into working with that vision, say, actually, I want him or her, they to look like this, and they need to have this kind of job. And like, don't tinker with the vision. And this is why 
it's great to have more what I would call sweeping intentions, really heart-centered visions. Actually, you know what? We should do a little refresh. A heart-centered vision comes from your sense of being connected to everything around you. You are going to really naturally, almost habitually, eventually, ask yourself how your happiness can contribute to or potentially harm others? How does you being successful and fulfilled in any area of your life aid other people, make you more fun to be in relationship with, give you more money to help other people, all of those beautiful intended positive consequences of fulfillment? An ego-centered vision, ego-centered goals more specifically, usually have a sense of proving to them, of striving, that thought form that when I get there, then I can relax. When I get this, then I will be able to stop striving. When you get there, the thrill might be momentary, but it never has that extra harmony with it. When you have a vision that is created from love, I'm connected to the universe. My life matters. We're all from the same source. And you make good on that vision. You manifest it. You realize it. It arrives with some extra bonuses. To go back to the restaurant metaphor, you get dessert for free. So you get what it is that you wanted to manifest. You experience the fulfillment of that. And then there's some extra harmony. Like you're sleeping better. You don't feel empty. You feel a greater depth of fulfillment. You making good on a heart-centered vision tends to open more doors to more resources, more love, more happiness. Whereas you make good on the ego-centered vision, let's say you get the windfall of cash that you've been working towards. You get the cash, you manifested what you set out to manifest, but that's it. It doesn't necessarily give you more vitality or expand your consciousness or help you have more intimate conversations with the people that you love the most. There's no dessert with the ego-centered vision. Okay. Now you might want to bookmark this timestamp because now I'm going to move into the actual heart-centered manifesting practice. And if you're so inclined, I highly recommend taking some notes or listening to this a few times because this is a process. It does have some steps. There are some ingredients to this and there is a sequence. And once you do this a few times, commit it to memory. It will become second nature. So here's what we're setting out to do. We're here to create heart-centered life visions, heart-centered life visions, where our personal fulfillment also brings benefit to others. We're going to make the connection between manifesting our wellness and contributing to the wellness of the collective. This is about interdependence. We are going to deepen our faith and we are going to clarify the actions that we're going to take that are all rooted in love. Working with visualizations is a metaphysical science and art. What we're going to do here is I'll walk you through a process to create two or three individual, very simple visions. You can consider them power vignettes. 
and you're going to think about the best possible outcomes for everyone involved. You're going to bake that sweet, loving intention into the scene that you are going to visualize. So for example, when you achieve your goal, you'll be answering this question, how can you use that experience to help others? Who will be blessed along the way and how will your fulfillment bless them? And then once you decide on that final visual that you are wanting to bring to life, then you're going to treat it like a seed. And all seeds need to be nurtured daily for a gestation period, right? So once you craft your vision, you keep nourishing it on a daily basis. If you're really committed, then you could work with this practice for 21 minutes. It's a powerful number. 21 minutes of visualizing over and over again with all these colors that I'm going to suggest to you and the sequence. That focus is like mega fertilizer on your dream. If you're super devoted, you could do this every day for nine months to a year. I've been working with one particular vision myself going on almost 10 months now. Every day, my walks by the ocean and through the woods, I'm working with this one particular vision pouring on these colors. I just hold that vision in faith. You know, just that very commitment of that, every day showing up to focus on your heart center, to create things that are going to make you more joyful in others, that commitment itself is going to pay off in multiple ways. I mean, you could almost like forget about what it is you're manifesting, but just working with these color frequencies on a continual basis and being in that meditative space. Mm -mm -mm, so good. All right, here we go. I'm suggesting that you work with three different visions. You create three little vignettes. I mean, do whatever you want. You could create, I wouldn't do more than five. You've only got so much energy. But I'm suggesting that you have a vision that's about the greater reality that you want for your life, and then one for wellness and vitality, and one for your abundance in your work in the world. Okay, so I'll say that again. One for the greater reality that you want in your life, your ideal life. It's your heart's current aspiration. It's a big thing. All these might overlap. Then I think maybe focus the next scene, the next visual on your wellness and your vitality. You know, what virtue do you want your body to be a conduit for? How can you use your wellness and vitality to support the environment, to generate more divine love? So wellness and vitality, and how do you make it heart-centered? And then one scene that's about abundance or your work in the world. So where do you want to flow your creative energy to be in service to your soul and to your loved ones and to all of sentient life? How are you making these visions inclusive? And then to go back to that greater reality visual that you want, how does that vision fulfilled help you be of more service in the world? So let's say you're desiring to be partnered. Who, who else benefits from that? How does being with a fantastic companion help you work in community more? How does it help you keep loving kindness flowing to your family? Does it help you be a more compassionate person? Right. So how does that greater reality manifesting help you be of service or benefit others along the way and when it's realized? Keep in mind 
the sensory component of visualizing. You want to see it, hear it. You want to smell the vision. So where are you? Who are you with? What's the quality of the light and the air in this visual? What are the sounds that you hear? You see and you feel your sensory nature being very active and very alive. You feel it. And then you're going to bring in the qualities of virtue. So as you're seeing the vision, you're breathing in, you're experiencing the virtues in your heart of divine love, wisdom flowing, radiance flowing, loving kindness flowing. All right, so you're feeling the virtues in your heart. Then you're going to add some color. So you're seeing and you're feeling it on a sensory level. And then you're adding the qualities of virtues into your heart. And then you're adding color. And so you're going to infuse your vision with the color frequencies of light pink, white light, and gold. Light pinks, white light, and translucent golds. You see that vision being imbibed, being blessed by, being soaked by these color frequencies. Light pinks, white lights, translucent golds. And then what do you do? You give thanks. Thank you that this has become real. Thanking in present tense. Then if you've created other visions, if you've got three on the go, you apply the same process to those other two visions. Or you could just do one at a time. And this is important. Next step. After your visualization, release the vision. Send it into the sky, into the ethers, into pure space. Send it up, up, up until it fully disappears from your sight. And then you let your faith handle it for you. You don't need to obsess about it all day. You just focus on your faith. Your faith is the blueprint. It is the railing on which the vision travels. You lay down those tracks of faith. You place your vision on top of that faith, and faith moves it forward along with your action. You're going to show up to meet that vision in real life. Last step. Always, always conclude your visualizations for manifesting with thanks. You give thanks to all the beings, seen and unseen, who are helping you manifest your heart-centered vision into reality. All right, my loves, I hope you are feeling lit up with those pinks and golds and ribbons of white manifesting your heart's aspirations. If you need a little extra support on your journey, we now have the How to Be Loving Journal and deck. You can pick those up wherever you love to purchase books. Thank you so much for listening, for feeling, for spreading the word with love.